The Bible says what? The Bible says what? The Bible says what? What does this Bible say? What? Say what? Say what? What does the Bible say? The Bible says what? Hey, grace and peace. Welcome to the Bible Says What podcast. My name is Pastor Paul. Hey, and I'm Pastor John. What? Right. And uh, I'm from Columbus, Indiana. I pastor Sandy Hook United Methodist Church. And I'm from Centerville, Ohio, pastoring Living Hope Church. So, Can't hey, wait we, for our convo, man. I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. So what we do, John and I have been friends for years, and uh, we wrestle with the Bible together. And so the kind of the idea is, uh, what would it be like if we kind of recorded uh, our conversations when we were kind of dealing with different um, Bible topics and things? And so real questions from real pastors. And I know I, I don't have it all figured out. How about you, man? I have it all figured out. You do? Okay. Yes. So That's why here. I'm a pastor, right? Because everybody yeah, yeah. assumes I know all the answers. That's not true. Because <laughs> if you did, then we're just here to learn from yeah. you, man. Right. Gazillions of people will come, will flock to hear the wisdom coming from our brain. That's right. No, I don't have all the answers. I think that's what gets me so jazzed up about doing this project uh, with you, Paul, is the idea of kind of, you know, unpacking that, that misunderstanding that, you know, pastors or educated academic theologians have it all figured out, you know, which is not true. And part of the mystery of faith is recognizing that that's not true, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the more that I've read and studied the Bible, the more I realize I don't have it figured out. I mean, it's, it is quite a journey. Um, and I know you, you and I both have, a, have had a Bible journey, a journey with the Bible. So, John, tell, tell us uh, like what your story is when it comes to your journey with the Bible. Yeah, so I grew up in the church, um, pastors all over the place in my family. Uh, so, so faith and journey with Jesus was just like normal as walking. You know, you, you, you walked in my family and then you came to know Jesus around three or four. So I grew up, you know, immersed in faith and faith in Jesus, church and what God is doing in us. And I think for me, that's kind of where my journey began with scripture, but also where the tension started happening. Because for me, a lot of my questions came later on in life as I read scripture I had this whole like established understanding of what scripture was and said that came from people in my life, right? Which right. is kind of a normal thing that happens. Sure. Should be a good thing. So pastors over the years, family members and mom and dad and people in my life kind of formed for me this foundation of what the Bible says. But then I, as I grew and started reading the Bible myself, I started encountering things that kind of were counter to maybe what I had been taught. And so those were kind of yeah. crisis moments for me in my faith. Like, well, I, I read this, but it doesn't really line up with this foundation that somebody told me the Bible said. That was some interesting yeah. Yeah. times in my life. How about you, Paul? Well, you know, I, I was not raised in the church. I was, you know, atheist agnostic probably. And uh, I- You were one I, of those I, lost people. Absolutely. <laughs> and I used to think that the Bible was just, you know, garbage, you know, written by man and uh, led to a lot of horrible things and violent things in our world. And I used to think that we'd be better off if we didn't have a Bible, right? Yeah. And then I met my wife and she was a Christian. And of course I wasn't. And so part of the deal for us to date is I had to go to church. So you had to, in order to marry your beautiful wife, you had to find Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah, it was kind of a forced <laughs> Jesus thing. So I, I went it. to church with her, 
hating every <laughs> second of it, but the only reason I went to church was for her. And yeah. um, but the funny thing is, down the road, after I had everything I wanted, you know, the money and the cars and the wife and the children, I was empty and I met Jesus at a rest stop. Really cool story. And I got my first Bible, you know, for my wife. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. You was know? it King James or NIV? It was, it was King it was James King and I still nice. have it. It was, and I started to read it and it was so hard to read. And uh, I really struggled with the Bible. So I kind of like you in a way of, I just let other people do it for me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think you're alone. I don't think we're alone. I don't know. I think a lot of people probably listening to this, you're, you're in that same place where you, you've had, you have, you know, two versions of the Bible, the one you read and the one that people tell you it says. You know. Absolutely. And, and, you know, statistics say we're kind of all struggling with this right now. You know, pastors, uh, people in the pews, we're all struggling with our Bible reading. Our habits are all messed up. And for the most part, I, I think just as a society, a Christian society, we're really, really struggling with reading the Bible on a regular basis. And I think a lot of it has to do with it's incredibly hard to understand. And then also the tension of I read it and then I've been told what it means and it doesn't really line up, you know? Yeah. So do I believe what people say about the Bible or do I believe what I read? Uh, and that, man, that's, that's hard stuff. It's like, it makes me think too, Paul, kind of, it's, a, it's about trust too. You know, for so long, the church has been this place that says, hey, this is what the Bible says. But then the church kind of displays things that the Bible says are wrong or not right. And then we start to wonder, like, should I, should I trust the church anymore to tell me what the Bible says? And maybe the world is, well, it kind of makes me think of when I, when I was, a, uh, I was like 22 and my, I had never hunted before. And my buddies at church wanted to take me hunting for the first time. And you know how it goes when you get with a group of guys and you go do an activity like that. They, they wanted to take advantage of uh, me. <laughs> So we right. go out to the woods, and they're telling me about the mysterious snipe hunting. Here, snipe. Come on out, snipe. Like, oh, my goodness. For deer hunting. And I, I was like, they, were, they pulled it off. I was totally locked in. They took me out into the woods and set me up on my spot, you know. And uh, I was, they said, you got to be quiet. You, gotta, you can't move. And you'll see the snipe comes out right before dark. But, you know, wait on it. But, you can be one of those lucky few to, to get one of these things. Yeah. Deer hunt is the awesome. So they left me in the woods and I'm out there listening and watching, you know, doing my best and it gets dark and I realize nobody else is anywhere around me. And, you know, kind of the, the sinking feelings, you know, was in me that, oh my goodness, I've been, I've been thrown. Walk back like, you know, the mile back to camp and they're all around the campfire having a good time waiting for me to come back and laugh at nice. me. <laughs> from nice. my snipe because snipes don't exist you know and all right for me that's kind Helpful. of what i think i think about when i think about this whole situation with bible and understanding the bible and what the church says it says is sometimes like we tell the world this image of something and it's like the great snipe like here's what the bible says mean and then people kind of come on in and they're like oh wait that this was all a big joke right um, yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I think I, it reminds me of my first uh, experience with that when, you know, raised in, uh, or not raised in the church, but uh, becoming a Christian a little bit later in life and uh, being thrown into a denomination and, and growing and, and training and, and then being, being told that, you know, alcohol was forbidden. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. Until, you know, 
somebody asked me about it and I said, well, yeah, the Bible says you're not supposed to drink. And then, so I go and look, you know, and Jesus turned water to wine. And, and, and so that, that tension of, you know, uh, being told what the Bible means and then reading it for yourself. And then you're like, well, what do I do with the tension between? And later I understood that the reason why that denomination uh, has that stance is to love your neighbor. And that makes complete sense. Yeah. But the way it was explained to me is the Bible says don't drink. Well, that doesn't really say it that way. Um, but I completely understand not drinking because you want to love your neighbor. Uh, but, you know, being told what it means and what it actually means can be two different things. That can lead to a lot of mistrust, you know. Absolutely. When a person, when, you know, when a regular person who's trying to unpack the Bible in their regular life, hopefully the folks that are listening uh, with us, is you're not alone. And you, you come to that place and you, you read something and say, well, what the heck? <laughs> this, is, this is the exact opposite of what I've been told and what that does to our, our future understanding of the Bible. It's hopefully what we hope to correct a little bit, right? Paul, with our Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the, the questions that people have, your questions out there, uh, we want to wrestle with. Uh, there's questions that John and I are going to wrestle with and just invite you into the conversation. But we want to be able to talk about these things, the hard things, the difficult things, the questions that there's a difference between what we've been told and what the Bible actually says. Um, and, and, you know, John, I think the biggest realization for me over the years is this fact that, you know, the Bible is written by a whole bunch of broken people. And, but they're inspired by God to write this. And so the Bible is some sort of weird uh, combination of divine because God breathed it and yet human. So it's, it's kind of like Jesus, fully God and fully human or fully man. Um, it's, it's the Bible is kind of like that. It's, it's kind of fully God and fully human. And that way it, it has the God part to it, but then it also has the broken people. And so when we read the Bible, we have this mashup of God and messed up people, which is really what our lives are all about anyway. God's working in and through broken people like us. And so the Bible kind of represents kind of, and that's where I've kind of learned is, you know, when you're reading about Paul and Peter and all these guys, they, they weren't dic being dictated to what the, word, the Bible says. They are just broken people uh, inspired by God. And so they're writing it down in their brokenness and through the brokenness that we find the mess when we read the Bible. Yeah, I think for, for me, that gives me great hope, you know, to, to know that God, not only does he intervene in the, lives of, in the lives of broken people, but he also uses broken people to declare his hope to the world, you know, as, as opposed to kind of marionettes that he grabs their arm and they start writing on a page. You know, I think it, it awakens new depths of the scripture to me to know that there's something not only I can learn from God's truth, but also I can learn from the reality of the lives of the people who are writing it. Yeah. God is meeting them there. I, I think that that for me opens up so much, um, so much more depth to reading the scriptures, but it also opens up so many more questions you know? sure. and so much more confusion. We have to navigate when we interpret scriptures, when we're, when we're encountering human realities and divine realities and, where those meet and mix and what God's saying in them. I think uh, hearing you say that, it's kind of uh, makes me realize again, and we speak it out loud, that there, there are just really no easy answers when it concerns biblical interpretation, you know? Yeah. And a, a lot of us want that. We want the scriptures to be black and white, like tell me what to do and what not to do. Um, 
but what makes it beautiful is also what makes it hard because there's a whole lot of gray when we read the bible too you know yeah i mean we live in an either or world i mean we're we're in tribes tribalism and all that stuff and and so we think it is either black or white or uh i have to take it completely literal or i can't understand it all so the truth is this is this podcast is an invitation to enter a third way or the messy way mm. of understanding that it's fully divine and fully broken individuals and so instead of uh the either or we're entering into the mess and as we enter into the mess of interpreting scripture we find the beauty of it um and god god works through brokenness and that's the story of our lives and it's the story of interpretation of scripture it's something beautiful come to it if we wade into the mess. Yeah. And, and the um, good news is I think when we wade there, Paul, we'll find God there. Yes. You know, from a lot of my conversations with you and what I, I'm looking forward to in, in the episodes to come is this, no matter how we unpack and the, the tensions we, you know, we come up against, the reality is that we're always moving towards a meeting with God, like here and now. His Holy Spirit is there working in us. And, that's true not only for our reading of scripture, but true for this conversation we're having with you and all the people who are going to be watching or, or listening to the podcast and our future conversations. And I think it's what gives me the most hope when I read scriptures and I'm looking for answers is that ultimately, whether I have the answers or not, the point is that we can trust that we will always be God there. When I read the scriptures, I can trust that I can always meet God there, you know, and that's Absolutely. super important. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, because we're not worshiping the Bible. Yeah, you know, the Bible is like a, a a beautiful tool that points us to the author, um, and and we have a tendency to try to worship the book. But you know, sounds like uh, another episode, man. <laughs> it's not the fourth member of the Trinity, right? You know? Yeah, right. I would have a whole spirit. conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, let's think about all the possibilities that we could get to, John, in this podcast. We could talk about. We could talk about uh, how to interpret the violence in the Old Testament. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's, that's a huge one, isn't it? Yeah. How about hell? Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you believe hell? Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> we'll wait for that. <laughs> that'll be for another episode. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are, what are we supposed to take it literal, or is it all yeah. metaphor? I mean, these questions are real, and they're was, big. Was creation seven days, or yeah, thousand million years? Or, or maybe something different. Did I have tattoos on my arm? Whoops. <laughs> good stuff. We'll, we'll we both get. failed that test. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, guess what we're going to talk about next episode, John? I'm on the edge of my seat, Paul. What are we doing? Oh, what are we talking it's about? It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, so we got a question uh, from one of our listeners, and the question is this. In Mark 13, is Jesus speaking about end times or the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 BC? So, John, we're going to talk about the end times next episode. I now have REM song playing on repeat in my head. It's the end of the world as oh, we know no, it. I do oh, such good stuff. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait. It's going to be a great episode. We invite you to join us uh, next episode as we talk about the end times. All right. That's it for today. I'm Paul Dezay from uh, Columbus, Indiana, Sandy Hook United Methodist Church. And I'm Pastor John from Centerville, Ohio, Living Hope Church. Hey, John, it's been great talking with you. Hey, man, you too. Hey. Grace and peace, everybody. Take care. The Bible says what? The Bible says what? The Bible says what? What does this Bible say? What? Say what? Say what?
What does the Bible say? The Bible says what?